You're listening to Beyond Mindfulness with me, Angus Ford-Robertson, a weekly podcast bringing mindfulness to life. Hello, greetings and welcome. Angus here, episode 10 of Beyond Mindfulness, and I hope you're doing very well. Now, I'd like to start today with just giving you a short heads up with some housekeeping issues, just so you know where we're headed over the coming weeks and months and what the plans are for Beyond Mindfulness as a podcast. So today's episode, episode 10, is the final one of our first season. How very grand, Angus. Hmm. How very Netflixy, might I say, and hopefully bingy. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's really just to let you know that this is now the final episode of this season, which has been very. Uh, very much focused on anxiety, panic attacks, and how we resolve anxiety issues and so on. Uh, And that means that there will then be a short break. There will be a few weeks break after this episode. And then we'll get down to business with a new topic. And I don't know what it'll be yet, but it could be anything. It could be work or relationships or life purpose or intimacy or goodness knows what. So um, let's see what happens. But this is the final one of this anxiety series. Short break. And then we start a new season in a few weeks. Okay. So housekeeping over. What's this final 10th episode about? I'm calling this one Words for the Wise. Words for the Wise. And I wanted to put together for our final episode... Uh, a number of key issues that I see coming up again and again in the therapy room. When I'm working with uh, clients one-to-one on anxiety and anxiety-related issues, there are a number of themes and uh, commonalities, let's say, that just keep coming up and up and up. So this is a bit of a, a final catch-all episode where I'm throwing some of these important things to remember on the path to recovery. I'm throwing them in the basket. There's about five or six of them, and I think they're all super important. So if you haven't done so already, I'd invite you to find a comfortable spot now, somewhere where you can quieten down and close the eyes and get yourself ready to explore some inner terrain. So I invite you now to take some long, slow, gentle breaths. Remembering, of course, that we never force the breath. There's never any pushing or pulling that we need to do. See instead that you make space for the breath and you allow the breath to happen quite naturally, normally, spontaneously. Now notice too, as you stay with your breath, following the breath, does your body soften? 
and you allow it to relax into the seat, the cushion, the chair, whatever it is that you're resting upon. Just notice, breathing and softening the body. Very good. Now see if you can stay with the breath, keeping the breath, as it were, in your peripheral vision as we start to explore these key issues together. Now, as I said at the start of this episode, all of these six issues that I'm about to go through are things that come up in the course of a client's recovery from anxiety. They are, if you like, uh, pitfalls or little catches that we get snagged on, on our journey to recovery. So I'm going to skip through them very lightly. Some of them we've touched upon before in previous episodes, but I hope you'll forgive me because these are so important and I just need you to keep them in mind as you make your personal journey. So first up is making undue effort. Making undue effort. So what do I mean by that? Well, this is something that comes up in the therapy room almost without fail at some point when working with clients who are recovering from anxiety. Very simply, it means that the client has this belief that somehow if only they could work harder, make more effort, um, perhaps be stoic or try harder, if only they could do that, then they could get well so easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Nope. Sorry, that is not the way it seems to work. In the majority of cases, it's really not about making more effort. Indeed, in the majority of cases, it's about the opposite quality. About self-kindness, about acceptance, about having compassion for oneself. So please, may I encourage you, no more undue effort. No more undue striving to force yourself to be better, to recover from anxiety. It's not what's needed right now. Kindness, gentleness, self-compassion. Now, interestingly, this leads on very nicely to the second issue. Positive thinking. Hmm. How does positive thinking fit into the, the scheme of things? Well, it fits in beautifully. Because you see, when a client is invited to give up on working hard and making undue effort, when a client hears that, they will nearly always reply by saying, Are you mad? I can't stop making effort. If I do that, I will collapse into negative thinking and negative feeling. And I need to work hard to keep with my positive thoughts. 
Uh-huh. Now, let me just say, there is such a pervasive societal belief that positive thinking is crucial to a successful life. Oh, boy, that one needs to be seriously unpacked, and I hope at some future episode we will dive into that. Maybe we'll make that a live live session, because that would be quite a, a fiery discussion, I'm sure. But I want to say right now, it is not about positive thinking. Positive thinking, while it has tremendous merits in certain situations, is only valuable where it's conscious. For many people, positive thinking, indeed all thinking sadly, is unconscious. It's a stream of habitual thinking. So I'm just going to name it. I'll probably get a bit of flack uh, for saying this, but I'm going to say it. The problem is unconscious thinking. It's not that we have to stay attached to positive thoughts to get a good outcome. Because ultimately, of course, what is a positive thought? That's subjective, right? So just for now, consider what we really need is not lots of effort trying to stay positive, positive thinking, positive thinking. What if the real requirement here on the journey to recovery from anxiety was to find a way to stop thinking for a while. To come back to space, to find the off button. Of course, anyone that's done any courses with me online or otherwise knows that that is at the heart of this recovery process. No more bullying yourself into positive thinking but actually coming back spaciously to consciousness, feeling what you feel, accepting what you feel, being with what you feel, without any thinking. Okay, now what's the next thing? The next thing that comes up is stay committed. Stay committed. What do I mean by that one? What I mean by that is once you've found your path, your program, your spiritual practice, whatever it is, your mindfulness, your yoga, your tai chi, your exercise, your, your regimen, once you've found something that you know works, stick with it. The nature of anxiety is that it tends to make us, uh, and now I'm being kind to myself and to other fellow uh, anxiety folk, it makes us fickle. It makes us changeable. It's very hard to stick to something when you are run by the, let's say, uh, volatile mind. (laughs) When the mind is pulling us this way and that and striving and trying to maintain positivity, of course, what happens is we tend to have boom and bust. We're up, we're down, we're flat out, we're exhausted and so on. So stay committed is my third pointer on this episode. It really means once you've got your path, 
You've got your yoga practice, your mindfulness course, your your uh, healthy eating, whatever it is that you're doing to support your recovery. Stick with it. Don't look back. Don't question. Give yourself a serious chunk of time to to commit to it and to work at it without questioning. Now, this leads to the fourth pointer. The fourth pointer for avoiding the pitfalls on the journey of recovery. What's this one? This one is a strange one that maybe some folk wouldn't have uh, imagined. I call it doing it for yourself. (laughs) Doing it for yourself. What do I mean by this one? Well, this one may be quite surprising for some folk to hear, but essentially it goes like this. Very often on the journey of recovery from anxiety, uh, in the therapy room, certainly, you know, I might ask the client, so why do you want to be well? Why do you want to be free of anxiety? And the responses are incredible. They can often include um, seemingly normal stuff like, uh, well, if I don't get well, I think work is going to fire me. Or if I don't get well and get free of this anxiety, my partner is, is, is certain to leave, you know. Uh, or if I don't get well, and so on and so on and so on. Now, what's actually happened there, in a sense, is everything's being outsourced. So the recovery journey is no longer owned. It's something that has to be done because they, he, she needs it to be done. And it's not owned by, I want to be well now. I want to be fully in possession of my mind and my feelings. I wish to have a fulfilling, enjoyable life a fulfilling relationship, fulfilling work, and so on. So really, in a sense, I could call this fourth one taking ownership, and I talked on previous episodes about responsibility. But just see that you don't outsource the uh, the problem to someone else. Oh, I, I need to do this because otherwise my partner will leave. No, forget the partner, forget work, forget everything else, Focus on yourself. Why and how do you want to get well? How are we going to do this? What what do you need to know? What do you need to learn? And then once there's some ownership and it's no longer outsourced and hidden behind smoke and mirrors, then the journey of healing and recovery from anxiety can really start to take root. Now this brings us to the two final pointers and they're good ones. They're really juicy ones. Uh, At least I wish to heck someone had taken me aside maybe around the age of 21, that would have been good, (laughs) and said, Angus, you need to know this. So here are the last two. Accept your mood changes. Yep, it's that simple. Accept them. And it is so important, I'll I'll explain why in just a moment, but know this, if you're not an anxiety sufferer, then you just got to know this, someone that is experiencing anxiety, they are essentially on a roller coaster, that's what you need to know, (laughs) they're on a roller coaster of one minute, uh, hopefully in a positive moment, they're, they're, they're like this, oh, 
wow, I feel quite good. That's extraordinary. I, I, I oh, I feel, oh. And then the next moment, oh, 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 no, oh, God, no, that feels awful. Uh, oof, I'm frightened, anxious, depressed, low mood, low energy, and they bump along the bottom. And then another brief window of, oh, ah, oh, what was that about? No, actually, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Sorry, my bad, my bad, all okay. And so on and up and down. One of my uh, first, well, not first, but early, let's go with early girlfriends. Can I say that? <laughs> I just did. Uh, a lovely Australian girlfriend, Leanne, hi. Uh, she, she used to call me the yo-yo. And at the time, I thought, how rude. And uh, now I'm like, perfect. Yeah, that's right. Because one moment, yep, all fun games. And the next moment, crash. Now, why do we need to accept our moods? Okay, let me explain. We need to accept our moods, this roller coaster of up and down, because it's the first step and really the only step in detaching from it. What that means is we're pulling back the camera lens so that we can watch, we can observe this up and down and left and right and highs and lows, but we don't buy into it. We just allow it to be like this. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy or pleasant, but that is what we need to do. Now, this is not saying that we're indulging it either. This is another major thing that comes up on the Tuesday Tribe and on the online courses and so on. And I talk at great length about it in the Tuesday Tribe. We're not indulging it. We're not um, saying, oh, well, I feel like this, so I'm now going to just collapse into this and indulge it. No, no, no. We're talking about detaching from it. We become the observer, but we don't react. So we watch the mood fluctuating, one moment up, the next moment down, and we stay in neutral observation mood. And mode. <laughs> Freud didn't slip there, mood, but mood and mode. We just stay neutral. We watch, we don't react. Okay, now this brings us to the sixth and final pointer for this week, for this episode, the tenth episode. And um, th this is a big one. This is a really big one that I have to say had quite a significant, uh, I would say, role in my, my journey, my recovery from anxiety. Just getting this principle. It may seem quite philosophical to some, but the practical implications um, are huge because once we get it, we trust the process. So what's this sixth one? Well, it's this. Understand the nature of change. Understand the nature of change. I could have said, understand the inevitability of change. What do I mean by this? The other day in the therapy room, a wonderful client said to me, Angus, he said, everything you're talking about today makes total sense and I, I like it, I get it, but here's the thing. I thought, uh-oh. He said, here's the thing. 
people don't really change, do they? And I, <laughs> I looked at him. Uh, I think he could see that. Hmm, I was spoiling for one. <laughs> anyway, he, we have a good rapport. At least I think we do. I'm certain we do. And I said, "Would you mind if we explore this?" He said, "No, that's okay." And I took a breath and I thought, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my experience of this." I said, "You know, everything is change." Everything. There's nothing that isn't changing all the time. Over the weeks, the months, the years, we change physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Everything about us is changing constantly. So I said to him, when you say to me, we don't change, I'm left scratching my head because the only thing we have is change. I did, of course, concur that making healthy change can be slow uh, and sometimes hard won, and it does require a little bit of commitment and consistency and so on. So it's not always easy. No one's saying it's easy. But it is super important that we understand change is the only constant. And this is absolutely key to remember on your journey to recovery from anxiety. If you ever get into this thinking of, oh, I can't do it, I can't change, no one changes, please take a reality check, take a breath, everything is change. The thoughts and dreams of a seven-year-old are very different when they're 47. Uh, the body of a 21-year-old is incredibly different, usually when they're 61, and so on. We are changing, changing, changing. And the only important thing here as you begin your journey of recovery is, are you going to be an active, willing participant in changing in the way that you wish to change? Are you actively involved in willingly moving towards that that you do want and dropping that which you don't? Okay, I'm going to leave it there for today. Um, I do hope that uh, some of these Ideas that I'm sharing today are useful and encouraging and inspiring for for you, wherever you are on your, your journey, be that a, a spiritual journey or uh, specifically recovering from anxiety. And I do want to, to thank you once again uh, for listening. I've been, uh, as I've said before, I've been incredibly touched and moved by the response to these podcasts and we're we're very rapidly approaching 2000 downloads which is absolutely beyond my wildest dreams so thank you for listening i hope it's useful i'm going to take a couple of weeks break now and i wish you very well do be in touch on info at angusfordrobertson.com and of course if you can join the Tuesday Tribe uh, weekly sessions, the live classes with me, please do join. We'd love to see you. There's a fantastic bunch of people uh, showing up each week. And finally to say, the course is also firing on all cylinders. 
there's many, many people now engaged in my course called The Experience. And uh, you can start that anytime. And of course, there will be feedback and classes throughout that course available. So you'll find everything you need on angusfordrobertson.com. But for now, I wish you well, and I'll see you in a few weeks. You've been listening to Beyond Mindfulness. For more information about courses, workshops, or retreats, please visit angusfordrobertson.com. And thank you for listening.